0: Mark chapter 5 and verse 24, and Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered but grew worse, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment, for she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she would, was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touch me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said to her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of plague. I want to preach for a little bit tonight by the help of the Lord. And if you will help me, it'll make the job a whole lot easier. I'm going to preach tonight, searching for a miracle, searching for a miracle. Would you pray with me tonight? Lord Jesus, we came tonight, Lord, to you one more time. We come to you and asking God that uh, perhaps, Lord, if somebody came tonight in their heart, in the heart of hearts, they came tonight asking you and looking for a miracle and knowing, God, that the only answer is for a miracle to happen. Lord, that I would speak to them tonight, Lord, for that one tonight. We may not reach to all, but to that one tonight, oh God, that you know, that you're ministering to by your word tonight, Lord, that needs a word from the Lord tonight. I pray that it comes through the preached word tonight by your spirit, Lord. Impart to each of us in the name of the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Everybody's looking for something. Everybody's looking for something. Some people look for some of the simplest things in life. Some look for more complicated things in life. There are people that are looking for education. People that are looking for money. Hello, somebody. There are people looking for love in all the wrong places. Somebody ought to write a song about that. There are people looking for opportunity. There are people that are looking for answers. Uh, People are looking for fulfillment. The world is full of people that are looking for they're looking for something and then there are those maybe among us even here tonight that came and you were at the end of your road you don't know where else to turn to you don't have another option you don't have another route out you don't you're looking for what you're really looking for is you are looking for divine intervention. You are looking for a miracle. And whatever the reason that people people find themselves searching for things is because there is an inner longing in man. We are always searching. We are always looking. We are always seeking. God put it in man to, to seek and and to reach. And and it's not all bad. A lot of people, there's, there are people that are looking for the wrong things. They're looking for the next high. They're looking for the next fix. They're looking uh, for the next one night stand. There's people that are looking for all of those things in life for the, the temporary pleasure, enjoyment, and fulfillment that they may find in it. But I, I will tell you tonight that if if they if if they would look to Jesus, they would find what they really are looking for it, it, there are people looking for for many many different different things i we we throw the word miracle around so often and that it can become commonplace and there's nothing wrong with it being commonplace because I believe in the apostolic church that miracles ought to be prevalent. It was always. It seemed like we went through a long space of time where people would say, well, you know, you can't major on these things. You can't major on these things. But I'm not majoring on anything that the Scripture didn't major on. But if you read through the New Testament, you're going to see through the ministry of the apostles that there were miracles with a laying on of hands that happen on a regular basis. It was commonplace in the New Testament church. In the three and a half years of ministry, of Jesus, he performed multiple miracles and uh, it drew crowds of people. They came because they heard about the miracles that he performed and they came to see and then he was able to teach them the way of salvation. I believe that is God's plan for the New Testament church. I don't believe that he does miracles for there to be a sideshow show or a freak show, if you please. But that miracles are done, one, because the Lord has compassion upon his people and secondly, because it can be a great avenue of evangelism uh, reaching those that, uh, that uh, are looking for, some, looking for an answer and they come. It's all right with me to pack this place out with people that are looking for miracles. That doesn't make me nervous at all when people come looking for miracles. I remember one of the first uh, long revivals that my wife and I ever preached. We were preaching, evangelizing in Louisiana, and uh, we were uh, we had been on the evangelistic field for just only a few months, and we were approaching Christmas time because Christmas is actually what ended the revival. Um, and uh, we decided to come home for Uh, For Christmas and um, as we were preaching the revival there I remember one night uh, we had a good service the pastor got up and told him said go out and find all the sick all the afflicted all the people that have needs and bring them to church tomorrow night it's going to be a healing service tomorrow night a miracle service. The evangelist is going to preach on miracles and healing, and God's going to perform miracles in the house. Go get everybody you want, and I'm looking at the pastor thinking, well, I'm glad God spoke that to you, and so the next night, they showed up, and believe me, they brought people sitting right front and center, were people that had all sorts of diseases and and crippling crippling things, there was enough wheelchairs in the place they could have had chariot races around there. there was there were people that were sick with all sorts of diseases, and I'm praying and seeking the Lord for for answers and I think the greatest miracle that night was that God finally gave me a word to be able to preach to the people because I was the one in need of a miracle. God I, I, I'm inexperienced and I don't know what I'm doing and don't really know how to even minister in a service such as this tonight. And and Lord we we really need you to show up and we really need you to minister in a in in a special way and uh, the Lord laid a word on my heart and I preached and people received the Holy Ghost that night and great things happened and uh, we, we saw it through but when the Lord saw us through but when we when we mention the word miracle and a miracle of course is is an event that uh, it it is contrary to the laws of nature regarded as an act of God it is something that is supernatural it is something that was not anticipated or expected. It was obviously not uh, the hand or the workings of man. Um, I'm guessing tonight that I'm preaching to a group of uh, however many people may be here tonight, 120, 130 people, however many people's in this room tonight, uh, that I may be preaching to that some of you, at least most of you perhaps, have been at a point in your life when, you couldn't solve your own problem. You've been in up against situations that you knew you you couldn't. You had no answer. You you tried everything. You've looked everywhere, and you, still with no success. The you you struggled and 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 failed and 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 you sought for answers and you sought for a way out. Um, and, and the only real answer for you, and you knew, was just that the Lord would come through with a miracle uh, just in, uh, at the right time. I, I want to say to you tonight that uh, something that we say so often that it could easily just kind of drift in and drift out, but we serve a miracle-working God, and nothing is beyond His power and capability. Uh, just for a moment, uh, I want you to think about all the miracles that Jesus had performed in the Gospels up to this time when this lady pushes through. He, uh, I looked through some notes today and, and was pulling, uh, pulled up some of the miracles that Jesus had already done. Of course, his first miracle at the wedding at Cana of Galilee when he turned water into wine and he had healed the nobleman's son. and. He had cast out demons, and he had healed Peter's mother-in-law, and he had healed many sick in the city, the Bible said. He had cleansed a leper. He had healed the centurion's servant. He had healed a paralyzed man. He had healed the one with the withered hand. He had raised the widow's son. He had spoken to the storm and had calmed the, the raging sea. He had cast out the demons from the man we speak of as legion with many devils and had cast those devils into a herd of swine or pigs and they had ran into uh, the water and had drowned themselves. And so all of these miracles that has happened, now we come to our selected text tonight and we find... um, that uh, we find one miracle actually in this text. If you read this text in its fullest uh, through the entire chapter, you will find that there is one miracle interrupting another miracle. There was one miracle already in action uh, before it was interrupted by another miracle. And so uh, Jesus was was on his way to Jairus' house. And he was going there to heal Jairus' daughter who was 12 years old. And she was at the point of death, at least at the point that Jairus came to get Jesus. And so Jesus starts to Jairus' house. And along the way to Jairus' house, he uh, is met with an unexpected a uh, moment of desperation, a need that was so severe that it pushed a woman to go beyond her ordinary response and it pushed her to go to an extreme uh, measure to get through to Jesus and to 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 touch the hymn, of his garment. Here he is in a crowd. Jesus is on his way to heal Jairus's daughter. Jairus was a he was a man of great renown. He was a man of authority. He was a man that understood his place. He was in submission and had people in submission to him. He was uh he he it was a crowd going with Jesus now as he makes his way through on his way to Jairus' house and, and he was interrupted. And in the point of interruption somewhere between Jairus' journey to Jesus and between Jesus finally getting to Jairus' house, Jairus house maybe because of the interruption, when Jesus gets to Jairus' house, Jairus' daughter had already died. It was all in the plan of the Lord. We see death as final. We see death as being the end. There is no hope in death. There is no reoccurrence of life after death. We see death as being the end. Jesus saw it being an opportunity to just step up his miracle and to perform now, instead of a miracle of healing, to perform a miracle of raising Jairus' daughter from the dead so along the way uh, maybe I ought to stop here and just preach for a minute and tell you that just because your miracle has been delayed doesn't mean your miracle has been denied just because your miracle has been interrupted doesn't mean your miracle is not going to come to pass just because your situation is gone from sick to death doesn't mean that Jesus is not going to come and resurrect a situation that seems impossible. Well, that wasn't in my notes, but I gave it to you anyway. So back to our selected text now, as Jesus is making his way through, and, and here is a woman described as having an issue of blood. This was a lady who... Uh, was searching for answers. She was searching for a miracle. I I hope I'm preaching to some folks tonight. Uh, I hope that this word is not just going out void, but I hope tonight I can reach to somebody that is searching for a miracle. I I, want to preach to everybody in the room tonight and tell you that no matter where you are, that your situation is not impossible with God. Uh, God doesn't give up on anything that you don't give up on. In, in this encounter between Jesus and this lady, now we see certain elements that may uh, come in the life of one who is searching for a miracle. And they can be, this can be related to uh, our lives. Uh, the, we, we understand that people with severe needs uh, deal with severe um, situations beyond that need. Uh, how many of you know what I mean when I when I say that there are moments that physical conditions can lead to emotional conditions? Physical health is it, it's linked to so many things. I I I recall when I injured my back for the first time. I was about thirty years old, and I remember what I went through for about four months with the most excruciating pain that I'd ever uh, had in my lifetime, and unable to function. Uh, in, in normal life, could hardly walk, uh, could, couldn't sit up, couldn't function in, in life hardly at all. Uh, dealing with those things led me to, to all sorts of other problems that came along with it. I dealt with depression, and, and uh, I know nobody here has ever struggled with depression, but uh, if you've ever been sick for a long time, and if you've ever had pain in your body for a long time. Uh, I want to warn you that uh, that if you never have hope I hope you never do, but if you do, there are some emotional things such as depression that can come along with and alongside these things. They say that people who deal with severe severe uh, health issues often uh, during that time will deal with. Temporary depression and uh, sometimes um, anxiety comes in, and it's all the what ifs and what if nots, and and so these things are all normal problems that that uh, are reoccurring with sicknesses such as the one that this lady has. Her her disease was severe, and we see. Severe desperation involved. Can I take a moment tonight and tell you that if you really are searching for a miracle, can I tell you one of the first and key components to receiving a miracle is reaching a point of desperation before the Lord. That desperation has a way of getting the attention of God when you say the word miracle, there is some people that even get skeptical when you speak the word miracle. they just they just aren't too fond of miracles. and I, I'm going to tell you that those people usually don't see many miracles because they lack the faith to ever see a miracle. And when a miracle happens before them, they often, will explain it away in some other measure rather than giving God the complete and total glory. They'll say, well, I know God did, but, you know, if it hadn't been for the doctor and if it hadn't been for this situation and that situation, but I come tonight to tell you that if it hadn't been for the Lord, nobody else could have been successful. Maybe we need to tra- train our mind instead of being worried about, there's some people that just worries about giving God too much credit. They worry about giving God too much credit. If I told you that, that Jesus was going to walk in the, in the house tonight and perform miracles, there's enough folks in, in, in here tonight that I would guess there'd be a few of you that would get skeptical right off the start. Yeah, it's getting quiet in here. It's a shame when you live in a day when even the people of God roll their eyes when you talk about God working a miracle. And if God works a miracle, he's going to have to work it through somebody else because I'm not going to submit myself to the miracle working through me. Do you know that in the early church, the miracles of God worked through the hands of the apostles? Do you know they worked through the hands and the prayers of the local church? Do you know that miracle working power is not related or relegated to an evangelist coming in and preaching for us? Do you know that miracle working power is not related to the right song or the right sermon, but it is related to people who get hungry? Do you know that you have within you the power to be able to lay hands on the sick and see them recover? Do you know that you have within your ability the the, the ability to call on the name of Jesus and see an answer come? Do you know you have the ability to pray with somebody and they receive the Holy Ghost? Do you know you have the power because it is the power of God that works through us. Oh, somebody give the Lord praise. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house tonight. I feel like there could be some miracles happen in the house tonight. We do still see miracles happen. Just like they did in the times of Jesus and the apostles. I know I understand that there's some that believe that the miracle ceased with the early church, but I came to tell them differently. Because I stand before you tonight, a miracle in progress. Because if it had not been for a miracle in my life, I would not be here tonight. I'm not talking about just some physical healing. I'm talking about a miracle. It took a miracle working God to change the path that I was on. It took a miracle working God to reach down and touch some of you and to turn your life around and put you on the right track. It still takes a miracle from the Lord to keep some of us on the right track. Ain't nobody going to help the preacher tonight when I tell you that if we were left to our own demise, we would end up in a bar room somewhere strung out on drugs. It took a miracle for some of you to be here it took a miracle for some of you to get delivered it took a miracle he's still a miracle working God he's still working miracles in your life he's performing them tonight in some lives oh let's give God praise in the house oh we praise you Lord (laughs) glory glory to God glory to God now let's look at this woman's situation for a while. Number one, she had been sick. She had an issue of blood. She, she, she had an issue. the The, the loss of blood causes anemia, and so therefore, she obviously, twelve years, uh, she would have been anemic. There are so many things that come along with anemia: uh, fatigue. Uh, there's other things that cause us fatigue, but I'm going to tell you something, nothing like I'm trying to live your life fatigued. Uh, she she would have lost all her energy and 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 that can be frustrating and, decur- and discouraging in of itself. And we can we can assume that as a result of her physical ailments that she could have experienced depression and discouragement. And weakness and fatigue and, and all of the, the other things. And, and the issue is, is this wasn't just, you know, a little cold that came on and lasted a while. She had been sick for 12 years. Not only did she face serious health problems that she found no relief from, but she had endured this for 12 long years. Over a decade of sickness, it it became her lifestyle. You know, I, you ever get around somebody that's sick all the time? After a while, you kind of avoid them? Because you know the conversation's going to be on being sick. And, and I've watched people. I've noticed. I've watched how people will do. People, somebody's sick all the time, people tend to, to steer clear. They, they quit asking, hey, how you doing? They say, hey, good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine 12 long years? And the disease that she had was of a nature of which would have isolated her from society because of the law of that day that would have that would have had her proven as being unclean. And so therefore, she could not go in public. She could not be around people. And so she is isolated. Therefore, it would lead to more depression and more desperation and more suffering and anguish and all the things that, that she dealt for 12 long years. It could have become a mindset. She could have, I believe, that without a doubt that people who suffer for a long time have to fight and pray against the spirit of infirmity that can settle into somebody. After a long while, it is the spirit of infirmity that can come over us. And, 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 and it, it, it's just something that happens. She, she suffered, the Bible said, she suffered many things of many physicians. She wasn't only suffering from the effects of the disease, but she suffered as a result of the doctors that she went to. Come on, somebody. You ought to to, to get excited when I'm preaching the truth to you. If you're not sick before you go to the doctor, you're sure to be sick after you get there. She had suffered... Many things of many physicians. I went to the doctor here a while back for a finger that, that needed some stitches and cutting. By the time I left, I couldn't use the finger. It got stuck somewhere in the process. And in the middle of all of it, I mentioned something about feeling strange, and so they tested my heart. I cut my finger. And they were checking me for everything else. I kept telling them, folks, all I have is a cut finger. But it all showed up on the bill, thank the Lord. She suffered. As a result of those that she hoped that would help her. For a long time this lady has been looking for answers with no avail. The doctors were not helping her. She suffered many things from many physicians in those days. There were all sorts of strange remedies that they would have attempted and tried uh, to, to have uh, brought an end to, to her suffering. And then and then there is the spending because the Bible not only said that, that you know, she, she was sick, but she suffered many things from many physicians. Every time I get sick, I suffer many things from many physicians and hospitals in the form of the bill that follows. Now, she not only suffers the effect of her disease, but uh, they apparently, although they found no answers, didn't mind taking her money anyway. And after all the searching and suffering and spending everything that she had, she's sick, she's broke, she's in a place of severe desperation. Watch the the downward spiral in this text now. Verse 26 says, And was nothing bettered but rather... Grew worse. Anybody ever had a need? And the more you tried to find an answer, the worse it got. After 12 years and many doctors hoping and praying that the next remedy would be her way out. And when she would find her healing, things just get worse. Literally, her life was was being drained out of her by the loss of blood some some folks maybe have come to a place of have to come to a place of severe desperation before they're willing to really look to Jesus As their miracle worker. Can I tell you that tonight you don't have to reach a place where you don't have anywhere else to turn. But for some reason we have a tendency to wait until we have nowhere else to turn to before we turn to the Lord. But can I tell you tonight that you don't have to wait until you are in a desperate situation to get desperate for an answer. But tonight, if I'm preaching to somebody that is in a desperate situation, if you'll turn it over to the Lord tonight, I got a feeling that there is an answer that could be on the way right here in this service. Tonight, she spent all that she had. She suffered many things, and she reached a point of desperation. I come tonight to tell you that you may have been looking for hope and happiness. You you maybe have searched everywhere with no success. Maybe you've looked to other people, and they couldn't help you. Maybe you've spent all your money and you've tried everything that you know and nothing has worked maybe you've dedicated yourself to your career and you're still miserable and there is a void that still cannot be filled in your life the thought of a new relationship you think might solve your problem maybe you have spent all you have on material goods but you still haven't been able to find an answer you've looked for it in a nicer car or the bigger home or, or you've tried everything that you know but I tell you tonight that if if you'll look to Jesus, the miracle worker is in the house. And if you'll look to him, whatever that is you miserable in your life can be resolved by the hand of the master working a miracle in your life. Somebody give the Lord praise once again tonight. Is there anybody tonight that came looking for a miracle in your life? Maybe you're in a place of severe desperation. And that may well be the best place to find the answer to your need. This woman was at a point in her life that she had to find an answer, but how? Now, this is the thing that I want to share with you. This is what I'm trying to get to as I'm building this this text, laying this text out tonight. Uh, The Bible said that when she... Heard of Jesus. Oh. When she heard of Jesus. Think about that now. Uh, for, for, for most of us in the house tonight, this isn't the first time we've heard of Jesus. But sometimes it's the first time we have considered Jesus. Ooh. In our situation. We, we've considered the doctors and we've considered the counselors and we've considered all the things that money can buy and we've looked to every place, but we haven't considered Jesus in the middle of everything. She came, the Bible said that when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and she touched his garment. In other words, she did not wait for Jesus to get to where she was, but her desperation pushed her to get through the crowd. Now, I'm going to stop and preach just a little bit tonight because so many times it is not Jesus that is the problem. It is the crowd that we have to get through to be able to get to Jesus. Let me help you just a little bit because if we're not real careful, we will surround ourselves with people. We are in a dilemma, but we are surrounding ourselves with people. And the Lord, it seems to be surrounded by people that matter in our life. And if we're not real careful, we will say, there's no way. I can't take a step of faith. The pastor gives an altar call. I can't come forward. I can't come forward because somebody's going to think something may be wrong in my life. Can I tell you that nobody's thinking that but you? Well, I can't. I'm not going to come forward because there's there's something going on. I'm going to tell you something. The Holy Ghost can reveal many things, but there's some times that we just have to step out by faith and say, I don't really care what you think. I've got a need and I've got to get to where Jesus is. Think what you want to think, but I'm tired of carrying the load that I'm carrying. I'm tired of the sickness that I've been dealing with. I'm tired of the frustration that I'm suffering from, and I've got to get through to Jesus. Think what you want to think about me, but I'm getting to an altar and I'm getting down to business with God and I'm going to touch him no matter what you do I'll get beyond you looking at me I'll get beyond what you're thinking or I'm thinking you're thinking about me I'll get beyond the crowd look at your neighbor and tell him get past the crowd I think it's the greatest obstacle that we have in the apostolic church is getting past the crowd you know why? Because we're thinking about things. Sometimes I'm studying to preach, and the devil's trying to speak in my ear while God's trying to speak to my heart, while God is trying to give me direction. The devil said, Don't preach that. Don't say that. Somebody's gonna get offended if you preach that. Somebody's gonna get offended if you say that. And then with a crowd the size we have, there's I'm bound to touch somebody in the wrong spot. At some point in the middle of a sermon, something's liable to touch somebody in some area that seems to be sensitive to your spirit. And I apologize for that. I don't do that intentionally but I am telling you tonight that the word of God comes forth for a purpose and a reason and I've got to get beyond the crowd and preach what I'm trying to preach to you tonight and tell you that there are some folks in the house that need a miracle in your life but you're letting those around you keep you from getting your miracle answer you're letting people around you prevent you you're worried about what they're going to say worried about what they're going to think worried about what kind of fallout you're going to have worried about how much attention you're going to lose I remember a man one time came to church was prayed for he could not speak and could not hear and God performed a miracle in the service that night I heard as a child I was probably 7 or 8 years old I could take you to the place I've taken my kids there We've walked in the old sanctuary. It's now Fellowship Hall. I remember the revival service. I remember it so clearly. As I heard a man who was known in the community, and I heard him speak and repeat the words that were spoken behind his back as clear as could be. But a couple days later, he was back down at the courthouse With his little cards and his cup. Because he was more interested in the profit of his sickness. There's a lot of folks that's more interested in the attention than they are their healing. But there is a point when you get desperate enough before the Lord for your healing or for your answer. Now don't, don't get me wrong tonight. I'm not telling you that just because you, have, that you get so desperate that you're beating the floor and screaming bloody murder that God's going to answer. You're not going to make God do anything. But I am going to tell you tonight that the, the desperation of your heart will become very obvious. And a lot of us sit back in timidity and we withhold and we don't want anybody to know what's going on with us. I, I'm going to just share a couple things with you. Is it alright for me to, to pester for a little bit? I'll pester for just a little bit. We were in a service one time, and people were getting healed all in the service, and I was walking through laying hands on people. And the Lord was speaking things to me as I was laying hands on them. And I wasn't speaking them into the microphone, but I was laying hands on people as I was moving about the room, and I was praying for them, and the Lord was speaking things into my spirit as I was praying for them. And I would pray over people, and the Lord would literally give me direction on what to Say and what to speak as I was praying, and I would pray, and I would sense and expect healing to happen. And I moved to others, and there were certain ones that I went to that chose to 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 not be as open before the Lord and as open as they should be. And the Lord was revealing things to me, and I went to pray for them. And the Lord would speak words into my spirit. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, the Lord later confirmed there were three cases in that night that the Lord spoke negative words into my spirit as I was praying for them. It wasn't the devil speaking; it was God speaking. And the Lord just kind of nudged me and said, move along. I'm not going to heal them tonight because of the lack of their faith. I never spoke it. I didn't say it to them. I didn't speak it. All I did was I just moved along and prayed for somebody else. And the Lord would release me when I would begin to pray for them. And the issue in all three of those cases was pride. And the lack of openness and desperation before the Lord. And, and they wanted to be... Let, let me let me just speak a little bit to you about some people want God to answer, but they want God to answer through the middle of our pride. Let me tell you something. The Bible speaks about pride and it speaks about a haughty spirit. And sometimes we can get, get so lifted up in ourselves that we think, well, I don't want nobody to know and I'm not going to tell anybody what to pray for and nobody's going to know what to pray for. Don't expect expect a miracle. Don't expect a miracle. When we get desperate enough that we don't care who knows what we're going through, but I'm going to ask for prayer, and I'm going to ask for spiritual counsel, and I'm going to ask God to work in my life. And when we let pride down, we have broken the back of the crowd. This lady had an issue of blood for 12 years. She had spent all she had. She had nowhere else to go. Well now what do I have to lose? The world's going to find out anyway. If the apostolic church would get desperate enough that we would quit worrying about each other and worried about what somebody's going to say or somebody's going to think but we focus on the Lord and our miracle that we are searching for and we would go after it with everything we have. I got a feeling we would see more miracles, more answered prayer. God coming through. You got to get beyond the crowd come on tonight somebody has got to press through the crowd in your prayer press through the crowd in your worship when nobody else wants to worship worship anyhow I'm desperate for a miracle praise anyhow I'm desperate you can sit if you want to but I'm desperate I gotta have an answer I gotta have a miracle think what you want about me but I got to have an answer So she pressed beyond the crowd. And she said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment. I find nothing in the scripture where in previous times that... They had ever received healing only by the touching of his garment. This is the first instance where I find that they touched the hem of his garment. But I do find some Old Testament theology connected to the garment of the priest. That were... That wore the priestly garments. And at the bottom of the robe were tassels. And the tassels in their robe represented the glory and honor and majesty. The power and the authority of the priest that was ministering. Now I don't know that Jesus was wearing a priestly robe. I'm guessing that in her mind, she may have connected the religious world that she had grown up in in understanding the priestly garment and understanding that Jesus was a man of great power and authority and that if she could get through, she's thinking, if I can just touch his glory, if I can just touch his, oh, nobody's going to help me tonight, if I can touch his majesty. You see there's more to it than just Oh well pastors preaching about reaching out And touching a hymn tonight No what I'm preaching about tonight Is pressing through the crowd and touching his glory Touching his majesty Touching his authority Reaching out to a point tonight Where we can connect with him in a way That is of a supernatural nature Touching with him tonight in a way That it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks I gotta touch him I gotta touch his majesty Touch his glory If I can get to him tonight Tonight, I will be made whole. There's a phrase there that said, when she heard of Jesus, now, there's, there's no Facebook and Instagram. No Fox News. In those days, there was only one way for her to hear of Jesus. It was by those who had already known Him. I don't want to get too far off of the message that I'm preaching to you tonight, but I do want to say to you that the word of your testimony is the most powerful witness that you have. When you meet somebody and you tell them about Jesus and tell them about what Jesus is able to do you know the most powerful witnessing tool is for every time God sees you through something that you make a testimony out of your test and you begin to speak a word and begin to say I went through something one time but God came through and answered I was sick and couldn't get well and he healed me my marriage was broken but he put it back together and I'm a witness of what he can do I was emotionally broken but God fixed me and put my life back together and when the world begins to hear it or when you hear somebody that is going through sorrow and grief and pain and agony, you can say, hey, let me tell you what I did. I went to a church one night, and the Lord met me there. And when I got there, he touched me, and I touched him. And there was a powerful connection in the spirit realm. I came tonight to tell you that what the world needs is a miracle. And they're going to hear about the miracle working power through a church that believes in the miracle working power of the Lord. Somebody give him a shout of praise in the house tonight maybe somebody's just waiting for you to tell them about the miracle working power of the Lord they need to hear what God did for you so that they can have the faith to believe that God can do it for them they need a supernatural transformation Which is exactly what she received when she reached out and touched him. She said, for if I can but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Verse 29 says, and straightway. That means immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. Now, if you are sick and you feel in your body, the fountain of blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. That must mean that there was some strength that she had lost that came back into her. There was some, there was some abnormalities in her life that God brought back and fixed and brought it back together. I came tonight to remind you that when you touch the hem of his garment, get ready because he's able to fix the abnormal things about you and put them back together and and be able to, oh I'm believing I know you may think about half of you are thinking pastor's gone crazy tonight but I came tonight if there's just one in the house that came searching for a miracle, I want you to get your miracle tonight because the miracle worker is in the house, I'm not him but he's in the house tonight and he's here to meet your need, if you'll get back past the crowd and get past everybody and get to where he is, he'll meet your need tonight. I'm going to wrap this up very quickly. Jesus, Jesus, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press and says, who touched my clothes? Her desperation got her to the point of touching him. And when she touched him, it got his his attention because the scripture said that he felt virtue go out of him. Hmm. He didn't speak a word over her. It was all up to her. Some of us come to church and we're waiting for the right the right time when the preacher says a word over us, when the choir sings the right song, but it may be that the Lord's just waiting on us to touch him. He's just waiting for us to get through and touch Him because when you touch Him, you're going to get His attention and your healing is going to come. The virtue went out of Him. Did anybody just get what I just said to you, the Lord may be waiting on you. You may not be waiting on Him. He's saying it's here and available but you're going to have to press through to get to where you can touch Him and when you touch Him. See, it's one thing to pray and we can we can advertise and brag about our prayer. You know, we prayed three hours and I prayed an hour and I fasted three days and I did this, but there is a difference. It it doesn't matter if you if you pray three minutes or three hours. If you don't touch him, you haven't accomplished anything. But when you get through and touch him, whether it takes 30 seconds, three minutes, or three hours, that is the key to get through to where he is and touch him. I'm not telling you how long you got to come to the altar and pray. I'm not telling you what you've got to do. A lot of that's in our mindset. If we'll get through and touch him, we will get his attention. Now, Others around didn't understand. I'm trying to help some of you tonight that want everybody to understand. The crowd is never going to understand the miraculous. They'll come to see, but they're never going to understand it. But the one that is searching for a miracle and receives it will have a personal understanding of the miraculous power of God that bystanders, even spiritual, good, apostolic bystanders will never understand. Because I believe there was a group of disciples around him that began to argue. (laughs) How can you possibly say, who touched me? Do you not see the crowd that is around? Do you not know? There was a lot of people there. Well, Pastor, I got to tell you, I received my answer last night. I received my healing. God bless you. Thank you. You can advertise it to the world and their responsibility. There was a lot of people that got their touch because they're never going to really get it. The crowd will never understand what a desperate person receives when they receive their their answer, receive their miracle. Can I tell you tonight that there may be those that speak sarcastically about what you have received and about what's going on in your life. Let them think what they want to think. The crowd don't have the need. I have the need. He has the answer. Speak what you want to speak about me. Think what you want to think about me. I've got to get through and find my healing? The Bible says immediately her fountain of blood was dried up. The miracle that she had been looking for for a long time happened. The thing she had spent so much time and so much money and so much effort on was wiped away in an instant. That is the final thing I would like for us to consider tonight is that if you're searching for a miracle, you may have to get to a place of severe desperation before you will experience a supernatural transformation. But when you get to the point that the crowd doesn't bother you, people doesn't bother you, thoughts don't bother you, and you're not going to wait for the Lord to make the first move. I'm going to get to Him. I'm going to touch Him. You are a person that's really searching for a miracle, and you can have your miracle answered. Stand with me tonight. And here's what Jesus said, and this is the the closer to this message. I wouldn't say it's much of a left hook. I, I'll say that that with other people there, even old even old Jarius was was waiting on Jesus to heal his daughter, but he. He stops for a time for Jesus to be able to deal with the social outcast and the one that was undeserving. But Jesus turns to her and he speaks a word to her and this is the word that I want to speak to you tonight. Woman, your faith Has made you whole. Your faith. Has made you whole. He said to the blind man. According to your faith. So be it unto you. He says to this woman. Woman your faith has made you whole the level of your faith will be determined in the level of your desperation and your willingness to respond to what God is wanting to do my question for this house tonight is did you come searching for a miracle in your life you have a choice you can wait for Jesus to come by the man laid by the pool for 38 years until Jesus made his way by he didn't search for Jesus he let Jesus come to where he's at it took 38 years this woman wasn't willing to carry this disease any longer but she pressed beyond the crowd she pressed beyond the religious folks she interrupted another miracle that was in progress because her desperation drove her to get an answer If you're searching for a miracle in your life tonight, you're at the right place. I can't give it to you, but I tell you one that can. His name is Jesus, and he's in the house tonight. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. The church is praying throughout the room right now. Nobody's looking around. Nobody's going to embarrass you tonight. But I open these altars tonight to someone that may have come in the house and you're searching for a miracle. God bless these that are already responding. Why don't you join them here in the front of the room tonight if you're searching for a miracle. You know it's going to take a miracle for your answer to come. Why don't you step out from where you are and respond tonight. The Lord is in the house. He's in the miracle working business. He's able to meet your need. He's able. He's able. He's able. Lord come on reach out to him tonight come on reach out to him tonight just you and the Lord come on let your desperation be known to him tonight God, I've got to have you. I came searching for a miracle tonight, Lord. I came searching for a miracle tonight, Lord. I came searching for you tonight, Jesus. I came searching for you tonight, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, church, reach out to him. Reach out to him. Reach out to him. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Come on, let's reach to him tonight. Let's reach to him tonight. Let's reach to him tonight. tonight. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yes, there's power in the name of Jesus. Just speak the name of Jesus over your situation.